Welcome everyone to yet another edition of the ERG Movement Podcast. And today we have a very special guest. This is actually our first guest on the ERG Movement Podcast. So props out, shout out to Tia. I'm going to let you introduce yourself to everyone and tell us a little bit about your connection with ERGs and, and who you are. Sure, fantastic. So I am Tia Bradley and I work at Intuit, the makers of QuickBooks, TurboTax, Credit Karma, and MailChimp. I've been at Intuit for 17 years. I started off as a customer service agent back, back in the day now. And right now I oversee Intuit's hiring assessment and employee referral programs. In mm-hmm. addition to that, I am one of the co-chairs for our employee resource group, the African Ancestry Network, which is our Black ERG at Intuit. Dope, dope. I'm excited to get into it then. Okay. Really, the thing that really intrigued me when I first met you in person at Afrotech, you mentioned that you basically are the brains behind getting your company to sponsor not just employees to attend, not just you personally to attend Afrotech, but you all had a booth, not even like the small booth, like you <laughs> booth at Afrotech and so many other people from Intuit were there. So I would just love to find out how you did that, what that process was. But I think to start off, like what even gave you the idea to get involved? So of course, I would say it takes a village. So I wish I could take credit for all of it, but it it was started myself and my co-chair at the time when I was a site leader for Plano for the ERG. And we had stumbled across it when we were looking for like what conferences should we be involved in so we had just finished creating our what we call our plan on a page or our strategy for the network and we really wanted to tie our goals to the company's goals and one of them being to increase the number of those that are underrepresented racial groups and so at the time of course our black employees we're at a certain percentage. We're like, how how can we contribute as a network, right? We're not just this social club. We can do more for the business. And so we stumbled across Afrotech at a time. It was maybe its second or third year that it existed. And we're like, how do we get to go to Afrotech? It was in Oakland, all of these Black people in technology completely aligned to what we wanted to achieve. And we were pretty much starting from scratch because there was no playbook for how to do this. The other ERGs at the time, I don't think they were doing anything at at this level. So we needed to figure out, okay, how do we get involved? How do we get connected? Okay. And that being said, because this past Afrotech was in Austin. So this wasn't when you first found out about no, it. No, no, it was not. So it was a journey because a lot of people were like, oh, did you just go and were able to commit to this, you know, $200,000 price tag of being a sponsor? No, it was quite the journey. So it started off with, we needed to get an idea of what the conference was like. And so our priority was more around how can us as a leadership team and also a number of our members go to the conference itself and be able to see things in person, right? Is this of value to us? Is it going to help us accomplish what we would like to achieve? And 
is it going to give our members the type of experience we would like to them to have? So what we started with was securing tickets year one. Like how can we just get sponsorship for tickets and our travel to the event given we are a global network. So we wanted folks to come from all over the US and Canada at the time. Mm -hmm. So what we did was go to our global chairs first. So I was a site leader and we went to our global chair and helped them understand what the conference was, what was the cost that was associated with and what we would need. And so from us presenting almost a business case, if you will, they were able to take that information to our global sponsor and our global sponsor, our executive sponsor at the time was able to provide us funding to send our members. So that first year that we were in attendance was actually 2019. And we were able to send 50 of our members, including some of our site leaders to the conference. And oh my gosh, was it life-changing. Mm -hmm. Like that was the, the best experience that I have had. It was in person. And for me, I've always grown up in predominantly white spaces. So I've never got to experience being at like an HBCU, even though I'm wearing a Howard shirt. I've, <laughs> I haven't been, you know, I didn't get to, I, I didn't attend an HBCU. I am, you know, growing up in like the suburbs of areas, I, I didn't grow up being around all these people. So being in that environment of, I think at the time they had like 10,000 black professionals in tech at the conference. There was nothing I could do to, to duplicate that experience. Just the energy was amazing. The fashion was amazing. The, the content that the Blavity team had provided, the, the companies that were there, and really being able to show up completely ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. They got the culture that, you know, you're seeing the reference, you're seeing the music, the vibes, just everything was absolutely fantastic. One of the best moments that I had, they had a panel featuring original members who were Black Panthers. And mm. they were speaking about, you know, when they were like 20 years old, joining and what they were doing for the community. But it gave me goosebumps just to be in that space and hearing what that time was like and what they were doing to just try to make a difference for their community. And so immediately when we got back, probably when we were there, we were like, okay, how do we not only come back with, with tickets, but be a sponsor? Because it, it represented everything into it wanted to do, right? Mm -hmm. We're powering prosperity around the world. We have products that support small businesses for financial literacy. We have the ERG, like there were all of these components that it didn't make sense. Like, why weren't we here in the first place? So what we did from there was immediately start planning of what is our business case now going to be in becoming not only attending the event, but becoming sponsors of the event as well. Okay. I have so many questions. Okay. <laughs> that made me really excited. One, that's awesome that you all were able to secure 50 tickets already. Yes. I'm sure that that had to be a really great member experience in of itself. Yes. To that point, I think something that's really something that ERG leaders should take away from this. You weren't even the co-chair of the ERG at the time. Not globally, no. 
And even then you prepared documentation to explain the value purpose to the, to the chair. So the fact that you put that document together and you said, what did that document like entail when you were making that case for yeah, it? Yeah. So I used a lot of my skills of my core role. So knowing the business and knowing, you know, as a company, they need to see what is the ROI return of investment on sending 50 of their black employees to this event. So we started to prepare things like, okay, who would we be sending to the event? It included the cost. It included how many people would be attending. What would we be gaining from going, right? You have things like this is one, it's going to be from an employee retention. They're going to be able to go to an event and see that Intuit is sponsoring employees to do things like this and invest in their professional development because mm -hmm. there's going to be things at the conference that they can attend and learn and bring back not only to the ERG, but to their part of the. And then we talked about from a branding perspective, right? We said, hey, we want to get a branded shirt. So when we show up at the space, we were like, oh, you work it into it. That's a branding opportunity to learn more about Intuit. And then also it's going to help from a talent acquisition perspective, right? We'll encourage people to go to our career site, apply for jobs, and just get more visibility to Intuit as a whole. So it had all of those components just based on, you know, what our strategy was as an ERG, but also taking those components of what is Intuit solving for and how is this going to help them solve for that? So yeah, from there, we were able to take it to our global, our global chairs, and then they can take that information to their global sponsor. And this was without a boot, you were saying. We this is without a boot. This is without, yeah, this is just, this is kind of our process for any time we were asking for funding in general, right? Mm. Because you, the way that our funding process works, like you have to show to the engagement team at the time, like what is the purpose of this event? What are the success metrics that we're looking for? So we had already been in practice of doing that for other funds that we were getting from a site perspective. So we just continue to use that same process as we look to secure funds for this, this event. I love that too, because I feel like a lot of people are hesitant to even bring their members there because they're like, well, without a booth, you know, it's not really retention or like get, getting new people in. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to have a booth to do that. If you have all shirts, you can still talk to people. Yes. There's swag you can give out. Like you just stickers, like people love like laptop stickers or something. Like you have smaller things that you can do, even if you're just sending people to go. Mm -hmm. And I, like you said, people don't realize the value that brings. There's so many different events tied to Afrotech. We're attending like social hours. We're attending speaking engagements, but you are your own brand. So it's, you are the one that is able to represent the company and share those insights to whoever you happen to be talking about. You know, you just start up a conversation with someone. Hey, oh, you're a program manager. We're actually hiring for program managers because you mm -hmm prepared your members to have those type of conversations as they're going to the conference. I love this. Okay. So you go to the first conference. Yes. And you all are invigorated. 
what happens from there? How do you all get to the 2022 big price tag booth? Yes. So it was, I guess, a phased approach too, right? So we were so excited about 2020, right? This is going to be the year we we really wanted to be a sponsor, knowing all of the things that we observed attending in person. And so we the dollar amount went up from 50 tickets to actually having a booth sponsoring the event. So what happened is our global chairs actually created a committee to work on this to create the larger proposal. Mm -hmm. So it had some components of the asking for the tickets, but it was a bit more formalized in our approach because we really needed to lean in what is the value in tying it to some of the, the priorities that Intuit had in order to secure that funding. Now, at the time, our global sponsor was the GM of TurboTax. So we knew that he had access to the dollars in order to help sponsor us, but we needed to help him understand all of the benefits that I described previously, but then at this larger level, right? We needed to be more, we had to make more commitments to what we were going to achieve. Like how many, how many leads were we going to generate by having the booth and then talking to our recruiters or sourcers that were at the event, having, being very clear of the expectations of the members that would be in attendance. So you can't just go and party it up at Afrotech. You're there for a purpose. You're there to volunteer at the booth, to network with people and increase engagement in Intuit as a brand and applying for roles at Intuit. So we, we just took it up a notch when it came to what was invested and in, in showing, oh, and of course I need to show the results from when we attended in person the first time. So we're showing, mm -hmm. this is how many members, here's our you know net promoter score for those that attended the event. Here's how many people that we came into contact with because having those successes with, this is what we were able to achieve just by sending 50 people. Imagine what it could be if we actually had a sponsorship pres presence at the conference. Mm. Metrics. I'm big on the metrics. It's huge. Too. Yes. I can't forget about that because those, those are going to really, really help you as you're building your case in this phase approach to why we need to come even bigger than we did the, the time before. Okay. Yes. I have a couple questions too with that. Cause I know, so you all had a committee. Yes. Together. Were, what were some of the partnerships or stakeholder teams that were part of that committee? Or was it just a committee of the Black ERG leaders? So initially it was a committee of the Black ERG members, and but each of them had a different role. So you had someone who was the overarching program manager because you need someone to be responsible for keeping us on track to what we're looking to accomplish. Then you had someone who was responsible for reviewing the metrics and putting it in a consumable format to the person that we're submitting the proposal to. And so that they know, here's what we were tracking last time and here's what our successes are going to be. And then we, we did partner with talent acquisition as well because of the bigger part of our bigger selling point on this was the amount of talent we were going to attract 
by having this larger presence. So it was a team, I want to say of about like seven or eight people. We did have someone like who was, had a background in design because you want that one to show like, how do we show up in this? So as we had that initial team, and then once we got our approval, then our stakeholders expanded, right? You're going to be connecting with the brand experience team because you, that's important to know, okay, what, what do, what does our booth need to look like? What, how do we show up in an external space like this, right? You can't, you can't get creative and you're, you, we still have guidelines that we need to follow. You're going to have someone who's going to be around like talent marketing. That's going to help us with generating interest, not just at the booth, but just how our presence, how do we socialize that we are going to be there that way when people come to the conference, like, oh, into it's here. How do I get connected with them and show my interest in the company? Mm, this is big. Definitely. If you are an ERG leader, take notes here. Cause it's not just, we want to sponsor and you just go and sponsor. There's a lot no. of pieces to this. Yes. It takes a lot of time. Like our sponsorship. So 2020 is of course, when we were quarantined or we stayed home and, and Afrotech had to go virtual. Mm-hmm. So we had to completely change our game plan in preparing for it, but we started months in advance. So this is not the case where you can just, you know, come in 30 days before and put things together. Mm. You have to have a true plan of, okay, sponsorships may include speaking opportunities. So you need to prepare what is the topic going to be? It has to be reviewed by your corporate comms team. You Mm. have to, you know, the content that is going to be included. People have to practice, right? And and show up in that space. You have to make sure the content that you're preparing is relevant to the audience that is going to be there at the conference. You need to prepare your members, you know, creating some type of training or session where they're going into and you're setting clear expectations of what they're going to be responsible by volunteering to be a part of the events. We also had a selection process, right? How do you identify who is going to be representing Intuit or representing your company at the event? And so we had to come up with all of these things in place prior to attending. And this takes time. It's definitely not an overnight process. You mentioned something interesting, even with this selection process of who gets to go and represent the company. So what were some factors in that piece? You have to be a member. So people like once you're getting to go somewhere, they're like, oh, I want to go. Well, when is the last time you attended an Mm -hmm. ERG event? Right. And so we actually use this as a marketing opportunity for our employee resource group. Mm-hmm. So that is definitely number one. And then we look at participation within the network. Do you attend events? Have you led or driven a certain initiative or activation programming within the event? Are mm-hmm. you a leader within the network, right? We want it to be a reward system for those that have contributed to what the, the ERG is doing. We also look for those that hiring for positions in the role. So as people are coming 
to attend Afrotech that they we have open roles. They can talk directly to a hiring manager. We're selecting people that are on the in the talent acquisition organization. So we have representation of recruiters and sourcers as we are, um, you know, have the booth. So we get really clear in what our criteria are. That way, as we have people applying to participate, we know what the, the selection process is going to be like. Mm, okay. So then the big day comes. Yes. Members trained. Things have happened. Now, this is different where you're kind of like you mentioned before, it's not just like you're here to party. Like there's there's a role that's kind of attached with going to Afrotech. Does that take yeah. away from the experience at all for you? No, it hasn't because we definitely want to encourage our members to attend events, but we do also want to make sure they're aware, like wherever you are, you are representing Intuit, right? Your ticket is sponsored by Intuit, your travel and everything is there. So you are representing the brand. So being very clear on whatever policies that you have in place, this comes to like um, P card policies, right? Any type of like reimbursements for meal or travel, making sure your members are aware of what they should or should not be doing while they're in attendance. But it is, you know, it's for them to get professional development, grow their network, have a good time participating at the event. So you want to encourage those activities, but you also need to make sure you're coming with, you know, your company did did sponsor this this event. So you you need to be responsible while you're there. And all in all, how did it go once you got there? So the virtual one was the one we did first, right? So that one went really well and it was a different experience. We had, you know, avatars and all that fun stuff. I did, I went to town with my avatar. She, I think she had like gray hair and like amazing fashion sense. I absolutely loved it. So we did that for two years in a row, the virtual experience. And let me tell you, planning for virtual is completely different for in-person. And Easier. we knew that it is harder. So like virtual, look, here are benefits of virtual, right? If I'm setting up, people are going to be able to quickly jump into the, the environment that they had or jump into a Zoom, right? When it comes to a planning meeting, you go from having, like I had a hundred people participate in the virtual to we sent 150 employees to Austin, Texas for the conference. So you're having to coordinate 150 people's travel to mm. Austin. I don't know about you, but when I'm traveling, like just planning like a girl's trip is sometimes can be like a hot mess to get everyone coordinated. So mm -hmm. expanding that to 150 people plus was quite the experience. And on top of that, you're having to incorporate your company's COVID policies compared to the conference's COVID policies. You're mm -hmm. having to make sure everyone understands what are the, the logistics going on. We had actually created a degreed. So I don't know if folks are familiar with like a degreed training, but mm -hmm. there were so many things, so many components I had to keep track of, you know, make sure people had their ticket, make sure people book their travel, making sure that they understood, you know, the, the internal policies. And it, it became so much. I'm like, how am I going to make sure that folks are doing what they need to in preparation for the event? So thankfully in my core role, I had started working with Degreed and creating pathways for people to go through. 
So I made an Afrotech pathway. And so Mm. it had all of the components that people needed to complete. And I could monitor each one to make sure that, okay, you know, Maseo made sure she completed her, she got her ticket, but she hasn't booked her travel. So I can reach out to you directly and say, hey, you know, have you booked your travel? Do you need any help with like hotel or anything? But it kept Mm -hmm. everything so I could track those numbers once again, and I could give updates to the overall program team that say, okay, you know, 50% of our folks that are going have completed the degree pathway. I'm working on how I'm going to get the rest to complete. So that that was a lifesaver in itself. And then Slack, of course, was super useful, not only to communicate with folks prior to the event, but during the event as well. So mm. once we got there and, and went in person, it was fantastic. But I could tell you as someone who was on the planning committee, I think this time I was not able to enjoy all of the things at the conference like I did when I did not have the responsibilities because I'm having to make sure, okay, is everyone at the booth where they need to be? Are speakers at the right place for where they need to go? We, um, not only did we get funding for a booth this time, but we had a networking event that was offsite at a a restaurant that was in Austin. So we had to coordinate Mm -hmm. people attending that event. So it was rewarding in the sense, like I saw the impact that it had on the people that attended in the event or the people that went for into it. But then also it was quite the investment to get prepared and execute. But once it was done, I think all of the intuitive events were done by Wednesday. I was finally able to, you know, participating things as an actual attendee of the conference. This has been like incredible with the amount of knowledge that you have <laughs> Provided, but even more so, like just your experience here, seeing it end to end, like that's amazing to to coordinate all of that and having done it also in a virtual space too. And it has to be something to see just from that first time where you're like, hmm, maybe we should go to a conference to now be where you all are at. Would you do it again? Definitely. Oh, we're already preparing. We're starting to plan for next year. It's February. I know it's February, but we learned a lot from doing the in-person last year. And from those learnings, we're already having conversations with Levity. Plus you get early bird discounts. So if you get everything secured by certain dates, like your ticket or your sponsorship, you're going to get more for the money that you're contributing. So I highly recommend folks starting as soon as possible and taking a look at whatever the conference is to see what are the early bird specials that you can obtain because then you can get more funding to use somewhere else. But yeah, it's it's a great time to, to start planning. Okay, so now's the time. Yes. Taking that away even for myself. Now that yes. I really did not know that that started in February. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I think they just released. The dates are like November 1st through the 5th. Okay. Um, it's going to be in Austin again, but, and they released the early bird pricing. Okay. Well, immediately that's what I'm hopping on <laughs> <laughs> immediately. Cause I, that was my first time at any Afrotech event. And it was like you said, that same feeling of just being surrounded by black people yes. was just, I mean, I grew, I grew up in a black neighborhood, but I haven't been around like corporate 
successful black people yes. in abundance that are still with the culture. I was like, yes. what is this? It's, so, I've never been to a conference like it. You know what I mean? It's all of those components. So yes, I, I would definitely do it again. And we are planning to do so. Okay. Well, I mean, shout out to you once again. Definitely appreciate you ha- having you on the podcast. We're going to have to bring you back because I still have so many questions. I know. I, did. So, I love how like, okay. I didn't tell enough. <laughs> No, it's okay. I mean, I think, like I said, you're our first guest. So who knows? I didn't think that. I don't know. I didn't know if we would have enough to talk about, but it seems like I could keep going for like an hour. So we'll definitely have you back, but de- wanted to, to thank you again. Is there anything that you would want to share or, I mean, it's Black History Month, anything you're looking forward to this Black History Month or you all have going on at your company? I am going to be my absolute best Black self this month and every month because, you know, we celebrate Blackness all year round. Folks are happy to connect with me on LinkedIn. So I try to answer messages as I can. I love just chatting. I think that's how we connected. Hey, can you send a message and can we meet for, you know, 20 minutes to discuss? So I'm always open to that. With events, we just did the Easter Ray event. So I wish I could have promoted that before, but yeah, just follow me on LinkedIn and I'm always sharing things of what's going on at Intuit and within the ERG. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you all can find Tia's LinkedIn below in the description. This has been a great conversation and looking forward to having you back next time.